Hey everybody, this is James Lindsay. You are listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I take on one topic from woke Marxism and break it down in bullet point style so that we can understand it and stop woke Marxism. Today's topic is the struggle session. It's very important that we understand what struggle sessions are. Uh, Presently, my friends, my moms over at Moms for Liberty are being struggled. The reason they're being struggled is because they uh, did not capitulate. They had their Joyful Warrior Summit in Philadelphia at the beginning of uh, end of June and beginning of July. They did did not cancel it. The hotel did not cancel them. The Museum of the American Revolution did not cancel them. So now they're being struggled. So what is a struggle session and how do you deal with it? That's the issue. And this episode is specifically and most importantly for uh, my mom's out there going through this because not only are they going through it now and have been for a few weeks, they will be going through it a lot in the future because they have proven that they don't uh, just roll over for this. So the struggle session is a form of psychological torture. That's where we really should begin with struggle sessions. They are a form of psychological torture. They were used by Mao Zedong in his thought reform prisons and his revolutionary high schools and colleges and universities and also by the red guard in public where they would drag people into the street and humiliate them the purpose of the struggle session overall was to facilitate mao's vision of achieving a new unity on a new basis that he uh, claimed followed his uh, special formula for transforming a culture devised in 1942 the formula titled unity criticism unity he said in a speech given in 1957 he says to elaborate that means starting from the desire for unity resolving contradictions through criticism or struggle and arriving at a new unity on a new basis and uh, he actually says explicitly a couple of lines later that you start with the desire for unity and then you learn to distinguish between right and wrong through criticism or struggle to arrive at a new unity on a new basis, which for him was socialist discipline. You had to become a socialist and eventually a communist. In line with his Maoist program, and the struggle session was the way he would get you there or nullify you so that you had no impact on Chinese communist society. It was called a struggle session because that's the words they used in Chinese. Pipan Dojang, which I don't pronounce correctly, um, so my Mandarin speakers can laugh at me, but the point is that that means critical struggle. You're going to struggle with the criticism that you put in front of you. And I reiterate, what a struggle session is, is a form of psychological torture. And I mean that very literally. I mean that if it was somehow something you could control, except that it happens through social channels, so you cannot, if it was something that you could control, and you could meet in the say the Gene- in Geneva and talk about Geneva Convention rules about torture and uh, all of these kind of crimes of war. Uh, struggle sessions would be deemed a form of brutal psychological torture, and they would be outlawed by the Geneva Convention if such a thing were possible. The purpose of a struggle session, which is visiting this extreme criticism, not just directly from your opponents, but also to get your friends involved in criticizing you, is to mount extreme psychosocial pressure on the target. And the goal is to extract 
confessions to imaginary crimes. Even if those are tacit confessions, like you apologize, they tell you you should change something about your dress, your manner, your handle on social media, whatever it is, and you capitulate. The goal, that is you tacitly confessing that you did wrong. They try to get you to do something Ideally, to confess to your crimes, which are imaginary crimes, to get you to, in the words of the Maoists in China, to recognize your crimes from what Mao called the people's standpoint, which is to say from a perspective of Marxist analysis. They're getting you to accept the worldview of Marxism and apply it to yourself and criticize yourself and feel humiliated and to feel shame and to feel guilty, to break you psychologically into accepting Marxist terms for your life and uh, the Marxist perspective for your actions, past, present, and future. And they do so through inducing massive amounts of shame and guilt through social and psychological pressure. Again, one more time, the point of a struggle session is always to extract confessions to imaginary crimes. That's very important. The crimes are imaginary. They're not real crimes. In Mao's uh, brainwashing prisons, his thought reform prisons, which I encourage you to read about in uh, Robert J. Lifton's book, Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, A Study of Brainwashing in China, which was published in the 1960s, he details exactly that, that people would be accused of uh, crimes like injury to the Chinese people or espionage. And you were expected to explain to an interrogating judge how and why you were guilty of these crimes that you'd been accused of. They haul you in front of an interrogator and say, you've been accused of crimes against the Chinese people, harming the Chinese people, espionage. What did you do? And you have to search your mind and your memory and dig through and try to figure it out. Then they haul you back to your prison cell in these thought reform prisons. And you have seven to ten other people in that prison cell bullying you, harassing you, haranguing you, abusing you, and telling you all along that it's for your own good that they're trying to help because you need to learn to recognize your crime so you can confess, at which point all of this will get wrapped up. So there's a massive psychological and social pressure for you to confess to imaginary crimes that only exist in the Marxist worldview, which they're trying to force you to accept. The mechanism of the struggle session is to create overwhelming psychological and social pressure to make you feel like the only pathway to relief is to confess, is to finally say, to do what they're asking, to say that you did it, to say that you understand, to say that you'll do better. The pressure is not just psychological mounted on you. It's social. This thing is contagious. That's very important. The pressure being put on you isn't just put on you through guilt by association, insinuation, and so on. The pressure is put outward into your social circle. It's not that you did something wrong. It's that you're making Moms for Liberty look bad. So Moms for Liberty has to now denounce you. That's the goal is to get your friends to denounce you to create social pressure. Their goal is to urge you to want to confess to get that relief to those imaginary crimes. And the objective or mechanism is to get your friends to join in, to split you from your social group and get your social group to turn on you, begging you to be reasonable. Just be reasonable. Just explain yourself. Just make this pressure on all of us go away through guilt by association, insinuation, and so on. And the friends supporting and joining in is by far the worst part of the struggle session. That's, in fact, why it works. It would be very easy to resist this from your enemies 
maybe outside of a prison, which they're not hauling us off into, or a gulag, uh, it's very easy to resist this from your enemies. Although it's difficult to experience on social media, I've been through dozens, some particularly bad, some lasting over a month. I did a long-form podcast, Surviving a Modern uh, Struggle Session, on the New Discourses podcast about that. You should listen to it if you have the time. But the hard part isn't what they bring to you as your enemies. You perceive that your friends see all of this, that your friends are forming bad opinions about you, and then a few of your friends do. And a few of your friends say things. And people posing as your friends, hey, always been a big supporter of your organization, but this crossed the line. But they're actually agitators for the other side pretending to be that. Hey, always been a big fan, but I think that you need to explain this. They're trying to force you to quote-unquote be reasonable. And just explain yourself. Just get the relief to that psychological pressure and they extend that pressure to your friends so that your friends will jump on you. And that's why it's such an exquisite form of psychological torture. Your friends supporting and joining in is the worst part. It causes division in a group. It causes betrayals to occur. You feel betrayed. You don't trust your friends anymore who turned on you in your moment of need when you're under unimaginable psychological duress and your friends are heaping on. It makes you believe when your friends start telling you or agitators pretending to be friends or supporters coming to you and, and getting into your, to your head and under your skin, it makes you believe that maybe you actually are wrong. Maybe you don't actually recognize your crime from uh, the correct perspective. Maybe you do need to apologize. And that reflection is its own form of psychological torture because it's all pressed onto you under manipulative circumstances. This is a struggle session. It is un believably difficult to convey how psychologically consuming it is to be put through one of these if you have not been put through one. Like I said, that pressure seeps into your social circle. That's actually the target. It's all guilt by association. Your organization, your workplace, your friends and colleagues, your baseball team, whatever it is, they are all suffering because you. You see this in Harry Potter where they pressure Harry about his friends. Your friends are suffering because you. The message is always the same. You have a toxic or unreasonable friend they're telling your associates. You just go ahead and correct them. Demand that they be reasonable and it will be better for you and your association and your associates. These are lies, by the way. It will be worse. The second you confess and accept some of their terms, the pressure only mounts higher. You've confessed. Now you have to pledge uh, you, that you'll do better. In the Chinese prisons, they would confess and confess and confess and confess and confess for years, going through the psychological torture the whole time, being dragged through what were called study sessions, not just struggle, after struggle, there's study to learn the correct Marxist worldview. And you'd get dragged through this for two to three to four to five years. Over and over, you confess every day. They tell you your confession wasn't sincere, that you have to take action now to do better, to prove your commitment. And it didn't sound sincere enough. You know, maybe you're just trying to get the pressure off of you. Maybe you don't really mean it. Maybe whatever. So it it's a lie. You will not relieve the pressure by offering any kind of capitulation, any kind of apology, or any kind of confession, any kind of pledge to do better. None of it will be good enough. You've seen this repeatedly now for three years at least, if not longer, depending on your circles, over and over and over again. Whether it was Black Lives Matter, whether it's the queer Marxist thing raging through our streets, it's lies. 
confessing, apologizing, backing down, capitulating, going along with it will not make things better. It will always make it worse. And they would break people psychologically in Mao's brainwashing prisons through this by saying their their uh, confessions weren't sincere enough, forced them to rewrite them to get the details more accurate in line with whatever they wanted it to be. Meanwhile, you get sent back to your struggle session prison cell with your social circle who's constantly telling you, you've got to confess better. You have to want to be sincere. You have to learn the proper doctrine to recognize your crimes. But the crimes were imaginary. Marxist manipulation... Marxist propaganda is always designed not just to change minds or to gain power, but specifically to humiliate. It is to humiliate you. In other words, it's to get you to sell a piece of your soul for relief. You sell your soul a little bit to the Marxists. Just ease up on me. Just ease up on me. Ease up on my friends. And your friends are saying, just give them what they want. Everybody involved in this is hacking off a little piece of their soul and handing it over and selling it. That's what the struggle session is about. And the result of this is that you nullify yourself, as uh, we'll talk about more coming soon. I have to reiterate that in a struggle session, the crimes are imaginary. They're not real. Actually, the better word for that would be that the crimes are synthetic. They are synthetic crimes. Yeah, you, you committed some crime against a standard that's not real, against a standard that's contrived by the interrogators, by the Marxists. So they're not crimes at all, except in the fantasy world of the Marxists. And if you enter that fantasy world, that's where they control you. So their goal is to get you to enter the fantasy world where you are now controlled. That's it, because they are not actually crimes until you accept their worldview. Then the guilt and shame cycle can begin, then they control you, and they also nullify you. They reduce who you are with yourself, with your peers, with your friends and associates, and you think you're going to get their respect out of humiliating yourself on their demand? Absolutely not. You only nullify yourself, and then you accept their synthetic worldview as a result. So their goal is to brainwash you. It is to indoctrinate you and to sever you from any social circle that might stand with you. That's what the struggle session is about. And mark my words, having been through many of these, any admission of guilt, no matter how tacit, any admission of guilt, if you do what they ask, no matter how reasonable it sounds, if you apologize, especially if you confess, yes, I did it, pledge to do better, you're crying on TV like football players and stuff, any admission of guilt not only makes it worse, it drags you into the Marxist's fantasy world, what I've called before the Gnostic wizard's circle, where uh, the philosopher Eric Fogelein said that you're lost. You are dragged into their fantasy world. It's a universe of constant guilt and shame. You've already sacrificed a piece of your soul, so you've lost your authority. You've lost your psychological authority, your intellectual authority, your moral authority. You probably betrayed people who are counting on you to get there. This is all selling your soul, and the pressure on you is really high to do it, and you think you're going to buy relief, but you're not. What you're doing is buying a ticket into the Marxist tortured fantasy world, and that undermines you. Once you go in there, not only are you lost, in the words of Eric Fogelein, in other words, you no longer can perceive reality for what it is. You have to perceive it through their contorted lenses, through the people's standpoint. But they also control you. You also lose yourself. Your strong friends who are standing see you as weak or faithless or a traitor. At the very least, they see you as weak. You capitulated. 
then they lose respect for you. You will not gain the Marxist respect. They don't want to respect you. They want to control you. You are a problem. Worse, you're going to lose respect for yourself. That's why I liken it to selling a piece of your soul. You are being extorted by extortionists in a struggle session to sell parts of your soul to a Marxist fantasy world in which you are lost. So struggle sessions divide you from you uh, from your friends and your associates and your 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 companions. Just just say something. Just get the pressure off of us. And you're betraying each other. Just be reasonable. It would be reasonable that you would look better if you just came. These are all the kinds of temptations that divide. The goal of struggle sessioning Moms for Liberty over the actions of a couple of members here or there that weren't even out of line is to get Moms for Liberty to fracture from within. It's also to demoralize. Demoralization means that not only do you lose morale, that you lose the desire and will to fight back, that you lose your spine, you lose your courage, you lose who you are. It also means that you lose your ability to tell true and false. You lose your ability to tell right from wrong. You lose your ability to tell good and evil. Those become foggy, blurry, mystified in the Marxist terminology. They are mystified by the Marxist ideology that you've been forced to accept in the hopes of gaining a little relief. And thus, you nullify yourself. So struggle sessions divide, demoralize, and nullify their targets. If you're nullified, not only can you not make productive action in the forward direction, a lot of times when you try, you make matters worse for yourself. Think about the idea of white fragility. You get accused of being racist. This begins a struggle session. This is a paradigm example. That struggle session is meant to extract a confession that you are complicit in systemic racism that you may not even know anything about. If you do anything but agree and continually pledge to learn more and do better, a lifelong commitment to an ongoing process of uh, self-reflection, self-critique, in other words, struggle and social activism. That's what Robin D'Angelo said the price of being accused of racism is under white fragility. If you do anything but that, you have white fragility and prove that you're racist. And it just gets worse for you. And the DEI session, session that you're in gets out of control and everybody starts pressuring you socially. They see you as a racist. They see you as a problem. We could have unity in this group or this stupid meeting could end if you would just confess to your racism and own it and just pledge to do better. And the social pressure and the psychological pressure mounts on you. DEI training at work is a struggle session environment. It should be classified under the Geneva Convention as a form of psychological torture that can be prosecuted. But we don't recognize it for what it is. So what do you do against a struggle session? First of all, recognize what it is. You are being psychologically and socially tortured. You have a big, big battle in front of you. If you're in a group that's being dragged into this, as it must be the case eventually, your friends, you have to appeal to them to stand with you. You must for yourself give in to nothing. If you think you're honestly in the wrong in some way or something's honestly inconvenient, correct it later. Later when the attention is off, when the struggle session is long over and people have forgotten, quietly when nobody notices, not publicly, no announcement. You give in to nothing. You do not admit. You do not apologize. You do not change anything about what you've done or are doing on the terms set in the struggle session. It is not reasonable. The people asking you to do it are not your friends, even if you think they're your friends or have been your friends. 
they're caught up in the same, if they actually were your friends, same psychological struggle that you're in. And you guys need to be in solidarity together, not turning on one another, not asking one another to give in. The people you don't know that are trying to struggle you, trying to tell you what the right thing to do, they have no authority over you. These people are acting in a demonic fashion. They are engaging in psychological torture. You owe them nothing and you must give them nothing. That is paramount. A lot of our struggle sessions, when they're not at work, at DEI sessions, take place online. Turn your notifications off. Put your phone down. Go outside. Do something else. If you are watching a friend get put through a struggle session, you need to stop and you need to understand what's going on about your friend's plight. You have no idea if you haven't been put through one of these how terrible it is. If you are the target or the center of that struggle, you are the cause of the problem according to the Marxists, you have no idea if you're not that person what it's like to be that person. If you are that person, the pressures are unbelievable. Don't add to your friend's problems. Stand with them instead. Do not validate the terms of the struggle session, not even a little bit, not even in part. Don't, well, they have a point. Don't say that. No, they don't. They're doing psychological torture to your friend. They do not have a fucking point. They are evil. They are harmful. They don't have a point. Don't say it publicly, especially don't say it privately. The crimes that they are accusing you of are synthetic. Maybe you had a little gaffe. Maybe something's inconvenient. Maybe something's silly. Doesn't matter. There is nothing wrong with being socially awkward or having a coincidence occur to you. There is nothing wrong with you. Do not validate the terms of a struggle session executed against one of your friends. You are becoming the tool, the weapon to psychologically torture your friend. That's evil. Don't give into it. You won't get a reprieve. It's coming for you too. You must remember that the crimes your friend is accused of are synthetic. Those crimes only make sense in the tortured fantasy world of the Marxists. They're not real. They only make sense if you accept into your heart the terms of woke or Marxism or whatever else. So reject the idea entirely that the people drawing this interrogation onto your friend or to your associates or you or your association or your organization have any authority whatsoever to hold you to their fake standards, their synthetic standards. It only makes sense in their demonic world, the wizard circle. Do not ever support a struggle session or the terms it's being conducted on. You must learn to recognize them when they start. You must learn to discipline yourself. You must learn to stand with the person being attacked. You have no idea until you feel it, what it's like, and it is horrible and it will come for you. They spread. That's why, in fact, they're already, the, the social aspect of it's already infecting you and, as, and, and like urging you to do that. I don't care how curious you are. Well, I just kind of wondered why they would have thought to do this. None of your effing business. Leave it be. Ask later. Ask months later if it still matters to you outside of the context of the psychological torture session that your friend is being put through. Your job, if you are a friend of somebody being struggled, is to support the person being struggled because it is a psychosocial phenomenon and they are depending on your social interaction to make matters worse for the target. Do not ask them to explain. Do not ask them to be reasonable. Do not ask them to apologize. Don't even do it in private. These things are like 
finding yourself in the middle of a tornado and somebody's coming along and asking you if, 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 if you can do them a favor. Like, not now. Just support them until the struggle session ends. Then you can talk about it. It's like asking them to sell a little piece of their soul to accept the false terms of the struggle session, to ask them to explain anything. It's exhausting. Don't do it. If you are the person in the struggle session, you have no obligation to respond at all. The best thing to do is to put it away, go away from it. But if you feel like you should respond, you should respond once, not multiple times. Do not engage further. Twitter lets you pin a tweet so you can put it at the top. You can turn off your notifications. You can ignore it. You can go outside. If you're good at mocking them, you can play the mockery game. But I can tell you as somebody who's good at the mockery game, it always devolves. It always ends up rolling around in mud and getting dirty. You always eventually make a mistake. It always turns gross. It always turns nasty. You always end up in a dark and depressed, demoralized state. You always black pill if you try to engage. The best thing to do is to put it away. Respond once, put it away, and go participate as little as you can in that and get busy with the next productive thing in your life. Get busy with the next project you're working on. Get busy on the next target. Get busy with your family. Get busy with your own life. Get busy with the next productive thing you can do. And after you have given one simple response, maybe one simple, this is why you people are stupid. It's a simple matter of this. Respond no more. The longer you stay involved, the worse it gets. This is a dialectical phenomenon. The, the, the Marxists attempting to woke people, attempting to drag you into this maelstrom called a struggle session. The Maoists pulling you into this struggle session. Think of it like a game at a table, like a board game, like chess. They want to keep you playing turn after turn after turn because you wear down and they're bullying you so they build up. They get more and more demonic psychic energy every step of the game, every time you play another turn. You wear down. You make mistakes. So your job is to get up from the table as soon as possible. That means you need to turn off your notifications, not engage it, and get productive in something else so you're not thinking about it. You can win by winning the next thing, moving on to the next thing. You know they'll bully you. Oh, she's just trying to tweet through it, they'll say. Yep, because what they're saying has no authority and it's irrelevant. They are wasting your time, and the longer you engage, the more of it they're wasting. It will always get nasty. You will always eventually make mistakes. It will all go bad. The longer you engage, the worse it gets. So just put it away. If you engage, I strongly encourage you say, this is ridiculous. You say, this is ridiculous. You don't even address the, ne the claims necessarily unless you want a brief explanation. I wouldn't even recommend it. You name the dynamic instead. This is what's happening. You can say something like this. What's happening to me is a struggle session. I have done nothing wrong. You cannot control me. Your terms are bogus. That's all you have to say. You're trying to do a struggle session to me. You have no authority over me. You do not control me. You cannot control me. I reject your terms. That's all you have to say. If you keep engaging, you can say it over and over, but it's just so much better to get busy elsewhere and prove out by winning somewhere else. Don't let them waste your time. Don't let them discourage you. Don't let them demoralize you. Do not quit. Keep speaking the truth. That is how you do it. But naming the dynamic, showing people, use it as a moment to teach people. This is what a struggle session looks like. This is how hard it is. This is what happens with your friends. This is what happens with your associates. This is what happens with the enemies. That can help. 
But any admission of guilt, even tacit, even the most tacit thing, even the simplest little thing, giving in to the tiniest thing, even saying their terms are fair, or I hear where you're coming from. No, you don't. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. They're coming from evil. Any admission of guilt makes it worse and puts you into the Marxist fantasy world, which is equivalent to selling a piece of your soul. And that's its goal. Psychological torture to get you to sell your soul to the Marxist machine. And when you do it, you diminish yourself in your own eyes, you diminish yourself in the eyes of your friends and family and your associates and the institutions that you're in, and you diminish yourself in, in, in the eyes of the people bullying you in the first place. It's only a process of nullification. So reject the terms, do not participate, and always, 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 always stand with your friends, even if it looks unreasonable, even, no, especially when it's hard. Always stand with your friends when you see them being struggled. Learn to recognize struggle sessions and stand with the person being struggled, and always reject the terms of the struggle session, which is a form of evil psychological torture.